Hi, I'm Meredith Roden, and I'm the host of the Hatchet's weekly podcast, Getting to the Bottom of It, covering the happenings around Foggy Bottom and GW's campus. Happy holidays, everyone. I'm here with our culture editor, Sydney Lee, to talk about her holiday guide that she and her reporters have put together to help you have the best possible holiday season. So first up, you've got a list of songs for your holiday playlist. What are you suggesting people put on their Spotify's this year? Well, our reporter curated an amazing playlist called Snow and Soul. So it's all about soul music, um, including classics like All I Went for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey, of course. Um, but some more unique things to add to your playlist include Give Me Love on Christmas Day by the Jackson 5, uh, Let It Snow, especially the Boys to Men version featuring Brian McKnight. That's a great one. And then for something for maybe like slow dancing, this Christmas song by Tamia is another great pick that she chose. Like under the mistletoe type yeah, of vibe. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. <clears throat> and why soul music? Why is that a good holiday vibe? I think what the reporter was going for is that it just kind of like warms your spirits. And especially for people who celebrate Christmas, soul music is incorporated in like their churches and stuff like that so it's yeah and it's something you definitely don't see a lot of I think yeah um, so it's definitely unique but everyone loves a bit of soul and going on to the gift portion this is maybe one of the most stressful parts of the holiday season so uh, what are some suggestions you and your reporters came up with well we talked to a bunch of students who have their own businesses here on campus and we wanted to feature them for gifts you can buy from students. So one of the students is Zoe Foote and she has a company called Eos Earrings. So she'll take anything and make it into a little earring. For example, she has little mini plastic wine bottles um, that she turns into earrings and then things like orange slices, bananas, even like cows, she'll have little plastic animals. So she really can do anything and make it into an earring and they are all price between $5 and $15. So pretty pretty affordable stuff. Is there anything that's kind of more of a splurge for something that's like really special? Yeah, so another student, sophomore Olivia Issa, has her own company called IssaFit, and she actually makes all custom clothing. So it can be a little pricier for things like jumpsuits can get up to $80 because there's a lot more material involved and a lot more work goes into it, but she can custom tailor almost any outfit for you. Are there any more students that you can support this holiday season? Yeah, so one company called Nevermind Tees is run by a bunch of juniors and they hand print their designs themselves on t-shirts and then also like canvas bags and things like that. And these are pretty affordable items and they're definitely super cute. There's a lot of really popular trends like white elephant. Do you have any ideas for gag gifts? So a great gag gift that I think really ties into the GW spirit is a carvings gift card. So if you have a friend who's a freshman, get them a carvings gift card. They'll use it on late nights and it'll help them from depleting their G world too soon. Um, another great gag gift could be your classic Washington DC sweatshirt. So you can blend in with all the eighth graders on tour. You can get these sweatshirts anywhere at any tourist stop all around the city, so that would be a great gag gift. And lastly, some of the other things we found were GW Tissue Pack. They sell that at the bookstore for only like a couple bucks. So it's flu season, get your friends some nice GW themed tissues. Or they also have great uh, colonial socks. So if you ever feel like making your business professional a little more school spirited, 
did it with George Washington on the side. Well, hopefully with these tips, students are more prepared for the holiday season. Thank you so much, Sydney. Yeah, thank you. On getting to the bottom of it this week, we have the Vice President for Undergraduate Policy for the Student Association, uh, Zachary Nosenchuk. Um, he's here to talk with us about some legislation that's currently in the SA uh, to address anti-Semitism on campus. And I was wondering if this, this legislation covers a couple of different things and ways to tackle anti-Semitism. Can you just break those couple of areas down? Yeah, for sure. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, I think this uh, the resolution that we set out as soon as the incident happened, we had a meeting of the Jewish essay leaders, which included me, Senator Louis Kahn, and Senator Marietta Richmond, and we came together and decided that we needed to, A, define anti-Semitism on campus. So what does that look like? Not just the word, but how does it affect people? Does it affect people in school, in the classroom, in culture, in student activities? How does it affect people? The second part that we addressed in the resolution, which was to call on the university to actually include anti-Semitism and faith-based hate in their first-year diversity trainings, um, which we did not have last year, did not have this year. Um, and I've actually been pushing for that since the beginning of this year. Um, and this gives us a new backing to sort of push for that. Um, and then the third part of that resolution is to really sort of condemn this incident and create a task force to address anti-Semitism on campus. So that would include essay leaders, public leaders, um, it would not be a presidential task force, which is what one of the letters publicized said it would be. Um, it's going to be commissioned by the SA, led by the SA, and we're going to try to figure out what we can do moving forward to address this problem on campus immediately. And that's one of my questions is how is this different from like the letter that was publicized and sent to President uh, University President Thomas LeBlanc, and why, why this specific approach in the yeah, Student Association? exactly. That was actually, so that letter was, it was sort of confusing for a lot of people because that letter was published entirely separate from the Jewish essay leaders. Right. Um, we heard about that before the town hall happened and they publicized that letter um, and President Matthews did sign on to that letter, um, but that was sort of more of a, it was a, the leaders of GW for Israel really were the ones who were leading that. Um, and those ideas happen to be very similar to ours because we've been talking with them days before about what we should do next. But um, we didn't list their exact definition. We didn't use their presidential task force. Um, we felt like there was a better way to do it in more of a pluralistic way, in a way that would include Jewish Voice for Peace, that would include progressive groups, that would include all areas of the Jewish community on campus and not just now one that the, the resolution was introduced into the Student Association, what do you think are the next steps? Yeah, um, I think the next step starts with the task force. We need to work on, we're going to be publicizing a Google form and a bunch of applications so people can join the task force. Um, we, w we are urging the Senate to elect its three members to be on the task force. I will be on it alongside um, Vice President for Diversity and Inclusion, Hannah Edwards, and then the new Director of Interfaith Engagement, Julia Kerrigan, who will be leading the task force with us. Um, and I think that this task force is gonna have to identify what our goals are, what we're trying to do on this campus, and how we're gonna actually reach those. Instead of just sort of making public statements, what are we gonna actually do? So I think that probably includes working with Caroline McGuire-Brown and the, her office at the Diversity Inclusion Office to sort of redefine these diversity trainings and how we can include anti-Semitism and all faith-based hate in this, you know? We want to include Islamophobia, Hindophobia, all those things. Um, and then the step after that, I think, is what we can work on in terms of proposing changes to the essay itself, because this resolution that we passed was just a statement, which everyone is confused about. It wasn't right. even defining our bylaws. It was just a statement. So um, we need to work on how we're going to 
actually edit our bylaws and hopefully urge the university to edit their definition of anti-Semitism on campus to incorporate all these different ideas that we've talked about. What it looks like in the classroom, what it looks like about Israel, what it looks like about um, referencing Nazism. It's, there's a lot of different elements of anti-Semitism and uh, we want to cover all of them. So have you actually been in touch with university leaders or is that kind of on the to-do list? Um, we have been in touch with university leaders actually really much more than we thought we would. Um, Dr. Jordan West and Carolyn Laguerre Brown have been really active and Dean uh, Sissy Petty have been really, really active in helping us. Um, they've been at the town hall, they went to the Senate meeting, they've been a, like a place of support and we want to make the policy and then advertise it to them. We want it to be student-based, but they're here as a support system. So it's good to know that they're there and they're taking this very seriously. So. And I just wanted to ask one more time, um, how do you feel like the the forum went with students and how do you think uh, that is going to help move uh, this movement forward? Um, the community forum was, I would say, really helpful for us. Um, we worked really hard to organize it so that it wouldn't be one-sided and there was definitely um, some flaws with it, but I think we were able to get a lot of really good minutes, like really detailing what people said at that meeting and we showed them to the people who weren't there. And then that combined with the Senate meeting told a lot of these non-Jewish senators who didn't know how big this issue was on campus. It reminded them of how important it is. Um, so I think that forum was great. And the fact that we were able to have these three Jewish essay leaders, including myself, really leading it and taking this feedback and bringing it back towards the rest of the essay, it was helpful because this is an organization that represents a university that's 24% Jewish, but has four Jewish members. Um, so I think that's a little obscene. I think people realized how obscene that is at that meeting. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. Yeah, thank you. That's all for this week. Getting to the Bottom of It is hosted by Meredith Roten and features culture editor Sydney Lee. This podcast is produced by producer Jacob Fulvag, assistant photo editor Ariel Bader, and podcast host Meredith Roten. Music is produced by Oak Studio. A special thanks this week to Zachary Nosenchuk for joining us. 